Hello and welcome back to the ACSE podcast. Uh, as usual, it's Charlie and Adil again. And this week we've got uh, another guest on. Uh, it's Don's Action. They're an independent supporters association uh, all about NK Don's. So it's a chance to get a bit, know a bit more local side around here. So it's a chance for that. So yeah. any of you with a quick bit Yeah, so episode 11 now. They are going really fast. <laughs> right. um, and of course, yeah, having someone from the NK Don's who is our actual local club mm. by location. We are, well, I'm from Milton Keynes, Charles of from Vista. Yeah. Um, but just to hear a bit more about MK Dons really and the season they've had and potentially going forward in the future and having Ollie here, who Charles will introduce in a second, from Dons Action is a, a welcome guest and it's someone we uh, we welcome on here. So yeah, I'd like to introduce yourself, Ollie. Uh, you can talk about your channel. Yeah. Advertise it. Uh, so uh, I'm Ollie. Uh, I run Dons Action. Um, we sort of started up in, when did we start up? January last year. Um, we were created, we basically... Um, we realised that there was a number of things that sort of younger fans had issues with at the club to do with atmosphere and not really feeling represented at a higher level uh, within the club. And we felt that we needed to sort of create something that would give, you know, a better atmosphere and sort of make it a better place and also give younger fans a voice because we didn't have have one before we were about. Yeah. That's understandable. Nice. Uh, you've got a bit, of a, a bit of a following at the moment, haven't you? Yeah. And you've obviously got some sort of a base now mm. where you've got a few people yeah. with you. Mm, that, it, it picked up quite quickly. Um, we sort of, we thought we would get laughed off to start with, um, but we gained about, I think we gained 100 followers in an evening and then from there it just kicked off really. Uh, we, we kept gaining stuff. We've done so much since and it's built up to a point now where the club really do take us seriously. So it's it's gone a lot better than we thought it would, I would say. That's good. That's really good. That's all that you kickstart questions off. Okay, yeah. So the first question we've actually got for you today as well is, um, mm. what do you make of the uh, the curtailed season? And do you think it's the mm. right decision that was made by the, obviously, the uh, EFL board? Um, I, th- I, I don't really, I haven't really thought about it too much because, reg- like, in my opinion, it was sort of the end of the season for us because there wasn't, as a Don's action, there wasn't really anything left for us to do. We knew if football did continue, we wouldn't be able to do anything because we wouldn't be back. And if it doesn't continue, it's the same situation. So... We weren't really too bothered by it. Um, like personally, I'm I'm kind of happy about it because it means we stay up, and that's all I was really bothered about. There's no risk to it. Like, but it was nice to see that the club were ready to play if need be. I think that's our that was our position. It was sort of we were going to go with the majority. So I was, uh, and I did. I think even if we did continue to play, we would have stayed up. So I wasn't. I was never too worried about it. But next, would you have? Because obviously, I know Tranmere. Had a bit of a resurgence mm, towards the right. end. Yeah. yeah. If the season did was there that worry that you could have slipped into that relegation zone? Not, not at all. No, we we were playing unreal football. We were looking so good that yeah. our, I never. It was never really in a lot of our heads that we were, we were still really in a relegation battle. We'd sort of forgot about it. Yeah. Um, like I mean, towards the end before the game sort of finished, we I think we had three really tough games in a row, and that passed. I backed down on it a bit, but. Our running wasn't too bad. I think we, I think we would have been fine. I think well, I was looking at the runnings of the other clubs, and I think AFC Wimbledon. I know, I know it's very personal <laughs> to us, but I think they're very, they are very lucky to. They were be in the position they're in. and they were a place below you, weren't they? AFC Wimbledon. Yeah, they, yeah, they just about. I think zero point zero four points they've stayed up by something like that. It was really ridiculously oh, wow. close. Yeah, they, they, they've got very lucky with it, but. I mean, just looking at their like we still had to play their man Tranmere um, yeah. before the end of the season. So it was, it, I mean, that, that's why I was quite confident because I think we could have won both of those games quite easily. 
Yeah. So I never really saw us being in it. And I think, yeah, so I think they're very lucky to be yeah. in the no, division I'm, next I'm season. Quite confident in saying that Don's would have potentially say that. Mm. Um, just about mm. a little bit on Russell Martin. Now, Russell yeah. Martin came in, um, was midway, well, when did he, when was he appointed? I think, was it not long ago? Uh, November. November. He, he got appointed, yeah. Yeah, so he's obviously been in the job for, I guess, long enough in the modern times, if you like. What do you make of him? And do you think he could be the right man because I know you've had managers in the past Yeah, they showed a bit of ambition they've done well and then within a year they've become yeah. bigger things. Oh, no, absolutely. I think I think like Robbie Nielsen is the perfect example of what you just said. He had the first seven, eight months he had with us were brilliant. Like He took us from the relegation zone to mid-table mm-hmm. um, and then the season after we went down so it just says it all but I think the difference with Russ is he gets the club and the coaching staff he's got get the club as well. Like mm-hmm. uh, I had someone from the club message me the other day saying that our goalkeeping coach wants to meet me and the other lads who run Don's action just to have a chat about things and how you know appreciated we are. And that says a yeah. lot to us because yeah. we never would have had that under Tisdale, under any manager before. No, that. Potentially Carl Robinson. Like he's the, a lot of our fans are comparing uh, Russell Martin to Carl Robinson after him being here for what six months right, whereas yeah. Robinson was here for six years yeah. and there's already the comparisons being made so I think it says a lot about him the football we play is phenomenal like we've had players comparing us to Man City yeah like, does that help we're, he played at uh, Dons for what well, yeah he did yeah for a season, I think, played for Dons? Uh, he played when he joined January last season and then was yeah. sort of in the first team ever since. And I think his signing last January was the reason we went up. He was brilliant when he yeah. came in. And obviously now, because he kind of gets the club and obviously from the player, mm. now as a manager. So there is that. Yeah. I don't think you've had... Mm. Have you had any manager who was a player at the club before then became a uh, I don't think so, no. Oh, not my head not, I don't think of, no. Um, but like, yeah, his relationship with the players is, is is so obvious it's there. And I think the fact that he was a player has helped out so much with yeah. him because he gets he knows everyone already. And it's been really useful, I think. And I think it's key for you, like you're saying, is that relationship with the fans. Is that sort of mm. developed a lot more recently? Obviously, I Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah, no, I think we like, we sort of got disillusioned a bit with the number of managers. Like Nielsen never really was that close with the fans. There was never really that connection there because he'd come from a a, a a club that had a much bigger fan base than us in Hearts. Like oh, yeah. up in Scotland, that's quite a, they've got quite a big fan base. Yeah. So it was understandable. Then we had Tisdale, who I, I don't know, he just, he didn't really get it, I don't think. Yeah, what we are, you know, I don't think he really understood it. Exeter or Lincoln? Was Exeter or Lincoln? Uh, Exeter, Exeter, he came from, yeah. So I don't think he really got it. And then you've got Russ has come in, he's obviously seen what the club's about already. Mm-hmm. And I think the point that really got me with Russ, I remember we had Blackpool away in uh, uh, September and he scored. I think it's his only goal he scored. Oh, no, he scored again. Um, but he wanted to run and celebrate with the fans. but Tisdale sort of had it where it was there was never really celebrating after goals. Yeah, right. And that sort of we always noticed that he wanted to go over and be with the fans and that, and no one else would because that's not what the manager wanted. Yeah. And I, 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 and then it was about a month later we had Fleetwood away and we were just watching him. He, you could see he was a leader, and obviously it just looked to me that he was when we appointed him. I was a bit skeptical about it, but then I thought, Do you know what, he's actually. Yeah, he's a leader and he understands the club. Yeah, I think interesting so, about Martin as well. Obviously, him being a, a Premier League centre back for many yeah. years and a captain mm. of the yeah, he's always had mm. the leadership traits there. Yeah, so having oh, yeah. had the experience at the very top level, I mm. know Championship predominantly, but he's to have almost a, a person of the caliber of Russell mm. Martin. It's actually quite a big thing for John. I know you've had yeah, uh, before and stuff. You've had some big names, but it looks promising, Russell Martin. I must say. I no, yeah, he's. 
Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Okay, I've got links in is, do you think he's the right man to take the club, obviously, back to the levels of the championship, yeah. etc., actually further? Or? Uh, I hope so. Um, I really do, because he just... I, like, there's a lot of belief around next season. If we get it right, I think we're going to come out of all this pandemic in a lot in a stronger position than a lot of other clubs, mm-hmm. which is what I'm quite confident about. I think we've obviously, you know, because we've got the arena and everything around the stadium, we've already got events going on there. We've got snooker events, darts events. We've got loads of stuff. The hotel's opening up. Like, so, and a lot of clubs don't have that, which is why I'm quite confident about next season. And if we can keep our better players like Reese Healy, Alex Gilby, all of Lee Nichols, all of those players, then we've got the spine of a great team and all we need is just to add to it with a few wingers and I, I think we'll be fine. I, yeah, in fact, that actually was one of our questions in terms of the next ambition season. for next season. So do you think, yeah. I, know, I know they finished, well, on points per season, points per mm. game, they've just survived. Yeah. But mm. that's not where they're trying to be. We, we all know that, I think. Mm. And I think next season, would you say there would be a promotion or playoff right. challenge? Would that be the, would that be almost unexpected or would that be an actual challenge? I would like playoffs. I, I think it's really, I think, I think, I wouldn't be disappointed, I wouldn't be disappointed if we, finished like mid-table I wouldn't take that as a bad season but yeah. I think playoffs is achievable with what we've got 100% I think the player, some of the players we've got are unreal and I, I don't think it will be yeah. like Healy's goals to game ratio and his goals per minute ratio I think was like second highest in the league or yeah. your, uh, behind your, Ivan Tony so I don't sorry who would you say has been your the best player this season for Dons Healy? I'd probably say Alex Gilby I just Healy's Healy scoring the goals, but Gilby is an all-round player. Like he won League One Player of the Month in December, uh, um, and he's just as an all-round sort of attacking defender. I think he's our second top scorer. He's just he's got a lot to him that is really useful for us. And as a midfielder, is it like in this league? He's got a, if he stay, if he stays fit, I think he's the best midfielder in the league. Oh really? Wow. Well, okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So nothing was all they can see. Pete Winkleman, obviously, with the uh, ownership. Mm. Do you think mm. he's still the right man to take the club in the direction of <laughs> things? Or mm, I've said a lot about Pete. I think, <laughs> and I've met, I've met him. I've met him. I spoke yeah. to him about yeah. it, and he does really care about the club. Yeah, um, like a lot. And I think that's sort of, you know. And I spoke to his son after his son. We always see um, his son Bobby after away games on the train all yeah. the time. Yeah, and he's just as passionate about it. And they both really do care about the club. It's just. If we really want to take it to that next level, I don't think we can do it with just Pete. Yeah, uh, and I do think outside investment is a hundred percent needed. Yeah. Um, and I've always been—I've always said that if Red Bull came in, mm-hmm. we should just say yes straight away. There doesn't need to be a, well, a thought process. Yeah, I was going to say no, Red Bull mm. were quite big in Milton Keynes, obviously with the team. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. It makes sense. And that's all. Yeah, there was talk. There was leaks yeah. with Red Bull. Where the numbers Massively. came out. Yeah, it's always been hinted that Red Bull have been interested. And, yeah. But there's never really been anything concrete to it. I think Pete said a couple of months ago that he had two offers of investment and he turned them both down. But one of them he did really consider. Right. Um, which might have been Red Bull. Yeah. I, mean, I remember as well. I've actually met Pete Wilkerman as well. Yeah. Um, and you can, he's such a passionate guy. He loves Milton Keynes as a whole, just Milton Keynes as a city. Oh, 100%, yeah. When I was at the club, it's like his, it's like his little, I don't know. It's like his baby. It's, well. It is almost like his baby. And the way mm. he obviously cares about the club is it, massive. And he almost feels like, is that into his thinking a lot? Because he cares for the club and loves it so much. Mm. He's almost blinded by what he needs. Yeah. 
Like he doesn't want to give yeah, up. Oh, 100%, yeah, oh, hundred percent. I completely he agree. Want to yeah, give yeah. Away like a, a chunk of the club, which would mm. take it further. I think there's no denying he does care. So obviously, you look at the, you look at the ground. Yeah. To me, the ground mm. itself is Premier League worthy. There's course, teams you like, like a million percent. There's, like, there's clubs like Bournemouth, etc. Who don't have facilities like no. the Dons have, etc. Mm. No, of course not. I just uh, for me seeing it, it needs more investment. Like you're saying there to push the club. hundred oh, percent. And obviously, being Milton Keynes born and bred as well, it's you want to see your local teams doing well. Mm. Yeah, of course you do, Setchers. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, obviously, being I'm a Liverpool fan, and he's obviously mm. an Arsenal fan. And obviously, yeah. I've always been Milton Keynes being a local club, obviously going yeah. to many Don's games and just keeping mm. an eye on them as they're your local club. Yeah. Um, and obviously, playing in front of well, there was thirty thousand fans potentially in mm. that could fill up. I know they never do. Yeah. Um, but the base. Well, this this the, the support is definitely there. Uh, I think. Yeah. If you look, we had. 15,000 home fans for the Mansfield game last season you know I think we've had we've had for we had, we played Brighton in the championship and we had 20,000 in the stadium so I, I really do think it's there it's just I understand why people don't want to come and watch a low league one club I completely yeah. understand it so I, I, like when people say oh we've got no fans of that so well yeah I don't think any team could sell out 30,000 seats when they're drawing nil-nil at home in league one every week so yeah. where you're saying you ain't got any fans but the problem is people mm. that you are still in a way, in a club, you're still quite a new club. Yeah. It's mm. Oh, and, and yeah. That sort of thing. I think it takes time to develop. Obviously, you're always going to have that stigma around you with the Wimbledon side of things. Yeah, exactly. I think for, like you're saying, our generation, they're going to understand it more when the old school is always going to be... You're a franchise. Yeah, franchise. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Well, I think, well, and I, I think our support is growing in a way because obviously I've been to a few meetings of the club and I've seen all the demographic and stuff and the majority of our fan base is under 25. Yeah, um, by some distance. So I, I think the support is growing, and there's a lot of younger fans who are younger than me coming, like starting to come a bit more often and coming mm. to away games of that that I've not seen before this season. So there's definitely, I think that's why the timing of creating Don's action was perfect because yeah. we sort of saw that things are starting to build now, and there's a core fan group fan group who know nothing but MK Don's, yeah. whereas. It, before us there was fans who probably supported someone like Arsenal as well yeah um, for example and then just come on come on board because you, you need mm. like you said yeah, yeah, making exactly. Don's action exactly. massive so like you're saying mm. with the, the Don's action side of things and getting involved mm. is that quite a recent thing or is that always been- yeah um, so it was we founded it sort of out of nothing in uh, January because we we played crew at home it's family fun day there was 10,000 people there for a League 2 game um, and it was awful that um it was awful it was so quiet there was nothing it was just terrible and i like and i remember i put a sarcastic tweet out that night saying oh this you know someone needs to do something about this Mm. and then but then i was like well how many times have i seen the tweet someone needs to do something about this and no one does it yeah so then my mate uh liam who he um he agreed with me quite a lot and he messaged me the next morning going look um, someone's creating someone's created an account um, for your idea which was to move sort of our core fan group um, to the east uh, east stand which is next to the away end because not, well, I've always, if you go to other grounds in our league the best sort of the best atmospheres are the ones where the, the hardcore fans are by the away end yeah, yeah. Of course. yeah, yeah because yeah. it creates that clatter and it's best and we yes. sort of came up we thought that would be a good idea and he goes someone's created an account for it and then about 10 minutes later he goes oh yeah it was me who's created the account so he gives me the password and then we sort of went from there and we had a couple of meetings with the club and then we sort of realised that actually we could just do it, our idea, where the core group of the fan base is now and it yeah, would still yeah. work. Yeah, and that's what we've done. And we sort of, so we set about it and then last summer we really pushed it and 
it has sort of became something now, you know, everyone sort of knows it's block 11. That's where it goes. That's where everyone goes. If you want to sing, if you want to chant all of that and that, so, and it's only taken us a year to do that. So we think it's gone quite well and we've got plans to make it go better. And we're, you know, constantly trying to improve away games as well as ever. We're doing so much. And when we first started, there was the MKDSA who were the main supporters group. They weren't, they were doing nothing. They were completely, sort of they were a, a laughing stock amongst our fans essentially right. but they've got new people in now and they're actually starting to put you know they're starting to do their ideas and it's sort of meaning that we can concentrate on our stuff more instead of having to deal with stuff that we think is boring yeah they deal with that stuff yeah. now because so i know someone who i used to actually work with uh steve mm. gifford. i don't know if you've heard of him yeah steve gifford yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and i used to actually work with steve um and mm. he was very passionate about the mk dorms i think he mm. I think he's some sort of chairman in some sort of role now, isn't he? I'm not sure what it's Yeah, he, so he was the MKDSA chairman um, when we first started. And we sort of, he, you could see he wanted change. Yeah. I would always, I'd be fair to stick because he did always want to do stuff with the MKDSA. It's just sort of the people he had on the board at the time weren't that bothered in this, were a lot of older fans. They weren't bothered in the stuff that the younger fans were. Yeah. Which, and obviously, because we're the majority, you know, we felt we needed more representation. And obviously this new group have come in, sort of taking it over, Colin, Darren, all the, all, uh, Aiden and all that lot. Um, they've come in and they really have made it something good and they do so much stuff that was not there before. And I have to like give them credit. They have done some good work. No, that's brilliant. In terms mm. of, uh, back onto Don's now quickly, um, mm. for the next season, what sort of players mm. do you think of Don's? Because obviously it is a sticky one because... You know, mm. there are players out of contract. I think there was, I'm not sure, about 12 players up for contract. Yeah, 12, yeah, yeah. Need to be sorted by, I think, by the end of this month or something, isn't it? I was, I think it was yesterday. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not sure. It might be Friday. It's the tw- when's the 23rd? I think it's the 23rd. Uh, yeah, that would I'm be, sure. the 23rd would be next, 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 this time next week. Yeah. So next this week. This time next week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so obviously that's already something that, because I know 12 players were obviously out of contract. Yeah. Mm. Now, what sort of players... Right now, if you went off it, would you think Don's need in terms of uh, wingers? Wingers. We have zero wingers <laughs> uh, in the whole squad. We have a, we've not got one, and we play with three people up top. So you need wide players yeah. in that. Yeah, of course you do. Um, so we've been playing strikers out on the wings. We've like we've had Reece Healy out on the left, which is just a waste because he's our best striker. Yeah, of course. But we've got no other option. Um, yeah. And then we've got Sam Lumbe, who's our he's coming through from the academy. Who's he's he was banging them in at the start he's of the season. He's had to go out on the. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's had to go out on the right. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Okay, so he had to kind of be so made. He's got adapted in a way as well. Yeah, yeah. So just mm-hmm. one more from you. Yeah. Well. Um, obviously, you've obviously supported Don's, I presume. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, pretty. Yeah. Yeah. What? Who would you say over the years has been the best player that you've seen live for Don's? A tough one. Um, a few. Um, well, obviously, Dean Lewington uh, obviously the. Yeah, Louis, Louis, he's not the best player, but he's the most consistent and he will always be my favourite player ever. Yeah. Like, regardless of what happens, he's just a hero. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a tough one because there's so many players who, on their day, were phenomenal. Like, Darren Potter never gets enough recognition for how good he was. He was he made, he allowed Delhi to be Delhi. He came through build. Liverpool's academy, did he, initially? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, 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 oh, he was phenomenal. Yeah. It was phenomenal. Yeah, and he, so he sort of, he did all the stuff that allowed Deli Ali to just make himself this really good player and prove yeah. himself to be, you know, what he is now. Yeah. So he doesn't get enough credit for what he does. But then there's so many strikers that we've had that sort of like Sam Baldock, he 
was always whenever when I first started going, he was the one who was always scoring. You know, yeah. um, Chuck Nike. Chuck's an EK. Yeah, last season he sort of. I loved Chucks. I thought he was brilliant and he always got a lot of stick because his attitude was never great when that's rubbish. Mm. Like everyone just sort of has this issue that all footballers should be happy and smiley and friendly yeah, and all of that. Yeah. When they, if they're scoring goals, I don't, I don't care. That's the main thing. Um, yeah. Um, so, that is, that is a really tough give question. Me, give me your Who, top three. In no order. Top three, all right. Okay. Uh, Darren Potter would have to be on there. Um, I'd probably have to put Delhi on there as well. Yeah. Because that last season before he left, he was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, who else have we had that I really like? Mm. Mm. I probably would have to put Louis. I probably I'd have to put Louis on that. Yeah, I did purely oh, because it's not even it's not even that. If you look at his stats from this season, he's still one of the best. Oh, yeah, he's he's more second, I think he's got like the second best fullback stats in the league, and he's thirty four. He's thirty six now. 36, so yeah. Yeah, so he, he he's just he, he's incredible, and I, you know I've had it since I've been prop- going to Don's week in week out with a season ticket. You know we sort of had it that oh he's too old, he needs to retire, all of this, all of that. But he keeps proving people wrong, and I I don't think this season coming up will be his last. I think the one after will be his last. I think I he's still got two had, years left. Don's him. have had. I mean, you've had so many left backs that have come in, like younger yeah. ones. Mm. None of them have yeah. nailed down. I'm just saying, but if he's putting them performances in, how can you yeah no I, well we've had some that have gone on to do sort of better things than Don because they can't get past him so they've had to leave like Brennan Galloway uh, yeah. he went to Everton um, Adam Chickson went to Brighton I think it was and now, but they've both sort of come back down a bit but we've had a, a couple that have sort of always been sort of look like they're going to be his replacement and then they never they just can't can't take him out of the side yeah um, like we had Ben Tilney he's gone to Northern Ireland he smashed it over there I think but he, everyone thought he would be the replacement, but it just hasn't worked out. And now everyone's sort of saying that Matty Sorinola, who's in our youth team, it looks like he could be the one. Yeah. Um, and from what I've seen of him, he looks very good. So I, I really hope he is. But he look, it's, it's so hard to tell with Louis because one minute he looks like he needs to retire and the next he's the best player in the world. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, yeah, no, yeah of course. Yeah. Okay, so the last question for myself, yeah. obviously mm. being the founder, et cetera, of Don's Action, where would you mm. like to see Don's Action in five years' time? Um, well, we sort of have, we want to be selling out Block 11 week in, week out in five years. We want to be in the championship in five years. We want Block 11 to be sold out every week. We want to be, you know, a real sort of other clubs look at us and, you know, we get fans from other clubs coming to Dons to see Block 11 and what it is. That's that's our own. We want to be looked at by other clubs. As, instead of people, when they first think of MK Dons, they think, oh, I've got no atmosphere, yeah. got yeah. no fans. We want people to be going, actually, do you know what? That, that you know they've they've got a decent atmosphere and with uh, there's a lot happening in Milton Keynes in a few years that could really help us. There's a new university being built, yes, yeah. Um, so there's a lot more younger people who are going to be coming to Milton Keynes and that could do us a lot of favours as well. So we're quite com- we're quite positive about how things could be. We just need to keep coming up with new ideas and keep people interested. Yeah, and obviously, Ollie, being young yourself, mm. yeah, um, I think that helps because obviously you're mm. you're always because you're part of that generation, if yeah. you like, which mm. is always trying mm. to be innovative. And I've, I want mm. to come. I'm sure you want Don's action to be big. Yeah. And no, 100%. Yeah. You're growing as a person as well. If you can grow that as well, that'd be a massive mm. to you. And obviously, yeah. Hey, Don's mm. on the map. Because at the moment, let's be honest, we are recognised as, or Don's are recognised as a team that have no atmosphere, you know, yeah. hardly any fans in the stadium. Yeah. And obviously, if you can have an impact and potentially change mm. that in four or five seasons' time, that'd be, that'd be brilliant. Uh, yeah, 100%. We've like, so 
we've already done so much, you know. We we we've got we had like four hundred followers last summer. We managed to raise a thousand pounds on cameras for them over there. We raised we raised we raised over a thousand pounds, and that really helped us to you know improve the atmosphere because we were able to get things in. Like we needed a new drum because the the old one was smashed to pieces. Yeah. Uh, so we managed to get that. We got some flags in as well, and then you know at the start of the sort of pandemic, we get helped. Milton Keynes Hospital raised over a thousand pounds to them okay. as well. So we we we're sort of trying to get into as many things as possible to really, you know, sort of show that we're not just bothered about sort of problem. We want to be sort of representing Milton Keynes as a whole. Yeah, we really want to create a sort of community sort of feel to it all. Uh, but sort of with me being so young with it all, like it, it, you're right, it is, I want to keep innovating with it. I want to keep it, you know, sort of going for it like for as long as I possibly can. But I know that one day it will sort of be, there won't be any room to, or I can't think of anything to improve it. And that's when I'll go, someone else needs to do this now. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. So I think that's it. We'll crack this one up. It's been a, a pleasure to have you on, Ollie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Good luck with everything. And food and I hope yeah. You too. Keep going with your podcasts. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, for, yeah. And, uh, thanks for coming yeah. on. So yeah, thank you very much. Sorry. And we'll see you guys next week. Take care, mate. Bye-bye. <laughs>